You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. So let's find to Nalocha. We'll start today as we've been learning a lot of the ideas and um, halachic direction and taking inspiration from Gedalia Dov Schwartz. This is something Rabbi Schwartz uh, put together. It's Look at the way he writes it. These some questions I've gotten from a number of members or friends, people who are other rabbis. They are modest. In other words, they they are modest and humble. And they've asked me to decide. In other words, I don't really deserve it, but you know they are they they have turned to me, and again, that shows you how Rabbi Schwartz you know understood the mantle of leadership and and took it in a in a, in a, in a modest way. Here's a question: okay, what do you want to do? you want to dr- you do something that is cooked but is now it's dry and cold. Now, you have an oven, Shekvar Hudlak Me Erev Shabbos. The oven has been turned on before Shabbos, Ayyidei Nochri. Shesom Hadover Yobesh, Shinizbashul Kol Tzorochai Betoi So you have a guy who's working for you. So clearly what we're talking about is either a maid in the house or some sort of caterer. that he's going to take food that's, uh, that's cold and dry but totally cooked and is going to open the oven and put the food into the oven. So what iser is that? You're not cooking it. It's already cooked and there's no liquid in it. So, hine, ikara iser bezehu iser de rabbonon shol chazorah. The iser that we're talking about is an iser of putting something back into an oven which has a flame in it. What's the Isra is that? It's an Isra Drabonan because it's called, oh, the Mirsi Kimavasho. So that's an Isra Drabonan that we've learned about it in Masech Shabbos and other places. And, and Rabbi Schwartz gives you the place Reshnun Gimel. However, the Ber Halacha there mentions, uh, if you look at the end, he says, he mentions the Shari Chuva, the quotes the Marit, you can be Mako. If there isn't any liquid in the item at all, that and ask a guy to put it in there. So it's two derabonans. Why would you do this? Because nobody likes to eat cold food. So in a way, it it's 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 an advantage for your Shabbos to enjoy your Shabbos. So the Mishnah Bura does bring such an opinion. Um, he also quotes the Mishnah Bura quotes the Prima Godin. That shus de shus utzerak shabbos is muter, so you can't. And if, if somebody is makil on this, even though the prima godim isn't happy about it, and neither is the mishnah vura, ain't goyrenbo. If somebody decides to do it, you don't say oh, you can't tell the guy to do that. Well, I guess you you don't you don't stop the person. Rav Schwartz then quotes Torah Hashulchan in the same siman. Where the Aruch Hashulchan writes, "Beiser the Rabbanan," which is a shvus to shvus for Mokom Mitzvah, he goes So why is this called Mokom Mitzvah? Well, I don't want to eat cold food. That's what Tzarech Tavshu. 
And the Aruch HaShulchan says he thinks that's the minag, that people tell Goyim, their maids, or whatever it is, hey, put it in the oven, which was not turned off. Now, all you need to know is, which is, you can't tell a Goy to do a Daraisa, but to do a, a, a Darabonon, if it's for the sake of Shabbos, the minig is to be meiko. So, what did Rabbi Schwartz say? Mikola now. So, from the fact that he says that the minig is to be meiko, um, because it's Mokum Tzerech Shabbos. So Rabbi Schwartz says, in these rest, these caterers, there's no problem with them doing it. Now, you would think, okay, big Kiddush, Rabbi Schwartz, what are you telling me that's anything that I didn't know? Well, most people don't do this. And he mentions the fact that the Paisik of America, Rav Moshe Feinstein, already in the Tshuva from, that was published in 1960, from Mechel Arachayim, says, you should be machmir, and you should not have Goyim do this. And sort of Rav Schwartz knows he's arguing with Ramesha Feinstein. So he says, what I would say is that you could be so mechon this heter. He says, oh, look, Ramesha writes it, but you look at the Rachashulchan, you look at the Mishnah you see that there is a minag, you see their shittas you can rely on. We're not talking about some uh, strange opinion, Marit. So he says that what you could do is lachamim atavshilim al yidei mashakorim steam table. Now, water and the water, the steam is going up because that's the the nature of steam and and that's heating the food. So you could say that you're not even you're not even heating the food you know, directly. I don't know. Right. So in other words, just explain it again. In other words, basically. The the what's it's already lit before Shabbos. This is constantly like like the hot water. Right. The, the hot water. There's enough hot water there that it's running before Shabbos, right? Right. And 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 the hot water rises. This the steam, yeah, and steams, and that heats the the clay the the clay that the food is in, and then that heats the food. So it's 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 also a, a clay shiny sh- or shlishy, depending on how the setup is. But it can get pretty hot. Right, the steam. Yeah, is, because steam, steam is hotter than water. Right, it, so. it can definitely get halakhically hot enough that you can't touch it. I mean, you could burn steam; will burn you, will scald you. So, right. So this is he holds the steam table as the better aids. But you see, he gave this this cooler as well. And I guess caterers do use, and I think they probably do use these sterno steam tables, right? That's what. Yeah, they, I, I, yeah. When I was in Mishkiak, we used them all the time. <laughs> right, and this is how you warm stuff up on Shabbos, right? Yeah. And they have, um, they also have electric ones that, and you can put those on a timer. So it's kind of, it's almost like a, an electric black in the sense. But you do see Rabbi, see, so again, I think you see here Rabbi Schwartz was willing to uh, be Mako if he needed to. But of course, he said it's better to get the steam table. Here's another sort of a Kashra's question um, that I thought was interesting. Um, we know, we've talked about this, if a person's a Machal Shabbos, um, and we know that once he's machal Shabbos uh, openly, we don't give him any nemonis to trust him in, in, in things of kashras. And that's a simon in Yeridea. It's also mentioned in, in Arachayim, but the main place is in Yeridea about shechita. Now, 
Now, of course, to be a Machal Shabbos that you can't trust, Rabbi Schwartz points out that it has to be in front of 10 Jews. Uh, it also can't just be once. It has to be that that is the person's pattern. Now, uh, let's say if it's only the Rabbon and you need to know what Avera he did. Okay. Rav Moshe says that, and he quotes Rav Moshe in Yeridea, the first Chalik, so Ramesha says that even if you're not doing it in front of 10 from Jews, right, you're doing it in front of a bunch of other people. Still, that makes you an, a, a machal Shabbos b'farhesia. So l'chaira, we've got a problem in terms of a lot of the owners of kosher, quote, the kosher restaurants, they themselves weren't uh, keeping Shabbos. And therefore, what's the problem? Taisus writes in Chulin that you throw mummer, you can't just, oh, send the mashkiach in once in a while. Like, let him go in there um, because, yeah. In other words, Yotzev Nichnas doesn't help him. In other words, other sorts of people who are, are doing a certain Aveira, uh, you could, you could, they're scared of you. Because, uh oh, I see, if you come in once in a while, that's enough to keep them scared. But if a person's a Machal Shabbos, he's like a mummer, not just to one thing, he's like a mummer to Kola so coming in and checking on him doesn't help unless you're there constantly. So that would turn out that restaurants and that are owned by Machali uh, Shabbos, the Farhesia, at least you know, who we know don't keep Shabbos, that would be a problem of them getting Ashkocha. So Rabbi Schwartz says that I spoke to, I've spoken about the Rabbonim about this, uh, when they, this is before Rabbi Schwartz moved to Chicago, but he said we had a meeting of the rabbis in Chicago, and Rav Schwartz says, I think that we need to think about Rav Cook. Because Rav Kook in his Tshuva, Stas Kayan writes that even though Taisus does say that Yotzev and won't help, Rav Kook felt the following. He says, I'm going to quote from Rav Kook. Taisus writes, Yisrael Mumar, he says, well, you're coming in here, it doesn't mean anything to me. I, you know, um, but that wouldn't be true when you tell him that, hey, you know what? We can't trust you. And Rav Cook wrote that if you check on that person and you tell him that you can't trust him and that you're coming in to check and that you'll take away his hashgacha and he won't be able to run the store, if you find that he's doing some hanky-panky and the stuff isn't kosher there and he, and he, and he knows that you might come in, he says you, you could have such a, that type of hashgacha could work. Because if you look at what Tosus is talking about, was uh, Tosus was saying, yeah, they're not going to check me. So well, I, I'm in a shecht and I don't care what I'm doing. But when you tell him, Rav Kook says, that you are going to check him and you're going to come in and you're going to take away his, his position, so even Tosus would assume nobody wants to lose their job, nobody wants to lose their parnosa. So, now, 
It's true. The person's Machal Shabbos. It's hard to be Mako. But we know that that you, you could trust a guy, even Mugabe Shechita and things like that, if you know you need, doesn't want to lose his job. So, um, he, Sheodeyahu, Sheinu Yisrael Kosher Nemonis Klaubo. So therefore, um, Rav Kook feels that you could be Mako. And Rav Kook writes in another tshuva, um, but a low efsher, if you can't have a mashkiach there all the time, yoser tov shul azniach esayinian, velismoch shauman lo mare umnose. You have to assume a person doesn't want to take risks with his job. So even a yisrael who does who's choshed to be machal shabbos and therefore he's choshed to do these averis of not eating treif, of eating treif and feeding people treif. But if it's about his parnosa, that he could get caught and lose his hashkocha, you could be mako in such a situation. So he says he's hearing that these restaurants, that the owners are, are they're known to be machal Shabbos, and they do close on Shabbos. So the fact is, is that technically the, rest, the, the restaurant openly is closed on Shabbos, and that also helps, even though the owner of the restaurant is, is obviously people know is not a, a, a Shomer Shabbos. If you have a Mashkiach who comes in, he doesn't say, he says, Now, he doesn't say, he doesn't say that it has to be every day. But during the week, you have this scenario in Elizabeth, the owner is a Goy completely. Which, which restaurant is that? The Chinese? No, I mean, the Chinese the same thing. But, but the, the Chinese, uh, he's there all the time, right, Richard? Dunkin', Dunkin Donuts, the rabbi's... Uh, Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. Okay, so Dunkin' Donuts, there's a mashkiach comes in. Not every, Does the mashkiach come every day? No. I don't know, I think so. No. I don't know when... We can ask Rabbi Herman. He drops by there. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, <laughs> I think that in the Chinese, they need a mashkiach there all the time, Right. Yeah, yeah. Meat. Any place with meat, I believe you need it all the time. Right, but you see, Rob Schwartz here was Mako. And he's and he didn't make a difference to the meat and not meat. This was not a milchic restaurant, even a even a fleshic restaurant. He says that you can have a mashkiachnas. He says it, but that's only if you can't get a full time mashkiach. you can be so machan Rav Kook. Um this is this is Rav Schwartz's type of heart. Why can't you just okay? Unfortunately, you can't have your store. In other words, the other alternative is people won't have a kosher restaurant. So that's also something negative. Now it's true they could just. I guess they could just buy tuna fish, right? Or they can make food at home. Again, why is it, why Rabbi Schwartz seemed to think that it was a very important uh, idea that there should be a kosher restaurant allowing people to eat kosher food. So, as he says, Ein lazniach ha'inyan, sheyesh takona bavsokas macholi kosher lahar be'anoshem. Because a lot of people, you know, to them, going out to the restaurant's important. And um, 
at least this way, um, they'll have a kosher place to eat, and he thinks that's an important that's an important kula. Anyway, um, he also says, and you see, Rabbi Schwartz wrote this. Um, this was written thirty five about thirty. Let's see, eighty two. He wrote. Let's see, he wrote this. I think in eighty four or five. So I'm not. That's about uh, thirty five years ago. So he says, maybe you don't. If you put up cameras, um, so that if you put up cameras, that would. So the fact is, is that um, if you know there's a camera and, and the camera has a feed to the Hashkocha place, um, and that's another kula that as long as you realize that there's not going to be any, you know, um, trickery going on, Right, right. Richard is. Richard uh, says, especially if it's a like a downtown area where, where people. Right. That's. I think that's what you mean, right, Richard? Like a downtown area where there aren't that many kosher. Uh, yeah. Down there, and people are working. People find ways to make excuses to be uh, to to make or too lenient. Mm-hmm. Right. Instead, they'll just go into. Hey, yeah. There's no kosher restaurant. Let's go into the. Let's go to the vegetarian place and get a salad. Um, which might be worse in terms of in terms of Hilchas Teiloyim, but Rabbi Schwartz says that he believes that um, the electronic surveillance would even be better. Uh, again, you have to work it out that the Mashkiach has access to that. I don't know if in the eighties they had such a uh, complex thing where you could do that, but that and that, by the way, Rabbi Schwartz's um, understanding is what eventually became. Standard in many places in Eretz Yisrael today, where there's so mech not on the mashkiach, there's so mech on the cameras that they have access to, and that's enough. I used it myself. I used this kula uh, in the nursing home um, because we told them, we told the workers that we were checking the cameras and we'd be looking and checking, and that is also enough to create mirsas. In fact. Um, one Pisic told me, even if the cameras, if they believe their cameras on them, that's good enough. But they knew that uh, we told them in the nursing home that we told many of the workers in the nursing home you know, that, that they should be aware. And we made them clear that there are cameras. And that was one of the things that we were so much on in terms of um, in terms of the dishwashing and other things, which is, you know, it's very hard to, to you can't have someone there. And when they're washing dishes, you know, as you know, Richard, they're washing trafe and they're washing milk. They could be washing milchigs and fleshigs together and things like that. And um, so Rabbi Schwartz is, I don't know if he's a pioneer in this, but he did write this you know, close to 40 years ago about creating Mirsas through um, closed circuit uh, television cameras. But he says, we still have to think about it, but he thinks that is correct. Moshe, you'll be very happy about this next question. I know you will. Um, someone asked him if string beans is kidneyous or not. Um, and Rabbi Schwartz did some research of all the different Rabbonim, the Ashkenazi Rabbonim, who talked about uh, string beans. Um, so we're not talking about 
um, you know, kidney beans or lima beans that you can definitely grind up and make flour from. Uh, the question is, what about string beans? So Rabbi Schwartz said that, um, he says that the, uh, that the Sefer Eishel Avram brings from the Sefer base David, and Rabbi Schwartz tells you who the author is, Rabbi David Oppenheim. It says, Pulin Chadashot Efshir Demutachin. Maybe these type of new beans. Okay, so what are those new beans that he's talking about? So he looked up in the Sefer Yad Yitzchok. So Rabbi Schwartz went to look there. Now, what did the Yad Yitzchok say might be mutter for the Ashkenazim to eat on Pesach? The, the, what did he mean, the new bean? The Sharvit. He was talking about the shell or the klipot, the, the, not the shell, the stalk or the shell. But he says, if whatever these beans are, if they have actual um, kitniot in it, the garinim, then it's also. Like the Gemara says, but people don't know the difference. So therefore, um, the Yad Yitzchok says you have to be machmir if it has, uh, in terms of the actual kernel, in terms of the actual pea part. Um, in fact, Rabbi Schwartz points out that some people uh, wanted to say that coffee beans would be usser on Pesach because of kidney oat. Because it looks like a bean, right? Right. That's what it is. The uh, points out that um, that in the Shari Tshuva says that for Pesach, because of the Chumr of Kitnius, um, you have to grind those berries uh, in this way. Oh, that doesn't look like that. Because otherwise, it, it might be. Oh, this is okay. Maybe I can take some be- beans and stuff and grind them up, make some bean flour. But if you've already ground it up already, and now it's the powder, so there, there they say, okay, now we're not going to say coffee is usser. But um, what they, if, if all the, if, if you, if this whole plant, all it has is like the stalks and stuff, and the, 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 the it comes in, that would be all right. Now, which I guess in a string bean, again, if you take those little pea parts out, and it's just like the green solid sort of like uh, i don't know what that that stuff is called but it's sort of uh, uh it's sort of like rough roughage type that might be mutter however uh rabbi schwartz went further than this and he went into one of his favorite posts and i can tell you this because i sat with rabbi schwartz on many dinator and he would always quote the marash angle and uh, the marash angle says that um that even though uh, he says this type of bean is is part of this new type of new bean that they discovered as part of the Xeris kidneys. Um, however, uh, Rashangle says that if a person makes a neder, that he's not going to eat yirakot. So it says that he's osir in beans. That's what the mission, the Gemara Nadarim says. So you see that it's not kitneos, it's called yerek, it's called a vegetable. So Marash Engel writes that that's true, because in Nidarim, 
we, it's based on what people call it. So people don't call it kidney, as people call it a vegetable. So therefore, that's why it's usher with nadarim. However, the gzera that the, that the group of rabbanim, and yes, Moshe, mostly from the Eretz Ashkenaz, gave to the gzera of, of kitneos, um, includes anything, even if people don't call it, even if people call it a vegetable. I think the Ashkenaz Rabbanim should get together and just write what you could eat, not what you cannot eat. Right, but, but, and just write potato and that's it. You're done. Yes, but, but so, so he oh, says, I, I, he says, so therefore Rabbi Schwartz though did not want to see, I, I, I want to show you who Rabbi Schwartz was. Here he was being, uh, uh, the two cases we saw him being Mako. He was Mako for, you know, in the restaurants and, and in, not the restaurants, in the cater for the caterers. To for the goyim who are working there to actually put the stuff into the oven if they don't have the steam tables. He was willing to be makel on that, willing to be makel to keep the restaurants open, even though their owners are Machali Shabbos. But he was not so easy to be makel about uh, letting this be mutter. Oh, yeah, you can eat these string beans. Because the earlier post can say that even though kitneus is only a derabana, uh, a chumrah, and Lechaira, you would say, I'm not sure. Did they know about this? Is this considered a vegetable? Or is this considered uh, a part of what we call a legume? But since it was made of a chash, because we don't want people to switch flowers. And it, they were worried about this becoming karis of eating chametz and Pesach. So it gets treated with more chumrah than other Isuri the Rabbana. Now, you'll say, well, you don't even know if this is what the rabbis had in mind. Even there, we include it. Why? Because the whole gzeira is based on the suffix. So you can't say, well, I don't know if this was included. Even if it's something new that they didn't well, there have. Are yeah. there beans, they, we use them as they get dried, like a right. kidney bean, a white bean. They, you use them as they dry up. Therefore, you could make a, a flower out of them. Green beans, the only way you use it when it's green. Right. And, 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 and right. You know, you're, you, you have a good point. But you see that Rob Schwartz was afraid to be Mako here. And since his, one of his heroes, the Marash Angle, says we have to be machmer, koshulahatir, because they also had a new type of bean, he felt he couldn't go any further. In other words, he did not want to buck the system and come up with something new. If he felt he was on solid halachic ground, he felt that you could be mako. But he didn't want to just, and, and I, to me, part of this is also, okay, so you don't have green beans. It's like, okay, Richard mentioned before that if you take away the restaurant from the people during the whole year, okay, who knows where they're going to go. For one week of Pesach, so as you say, Moshe, potatoes are great, you know. Okay, so I don't have the green beans. I, I No, no, I, it's part of, one day there won't be any kidneys and that Xavier is going to be gone. But if we are going to be Mako, if we're going to be, uh, if we're going to live according to that, it'll be okay. Um. Yeah. Okay. So, um,
Okay, here comes another question from Rabbi Schwartz. Uh, right, we'll try to work on that as well. Okay. Here's another Shiloh from Rabbi Schwartz. Um, let's say you want to be machshir, an oven that is not kosher, but it hasn't been used for 12 hours or 24 hours. Again, these are this is what happens in caterers when they go to places that, that are not kosher kitchens. And what do you do? You do something called libun kal. So what's libun kal? You make sure the ovens are clean. You make sure that all mamoshes of treif is gone. Um, so basically, basically what you need to do is the ovens weren't working. In other words, they haven't been on yet. I mean, they haven't been, it's been uh, 12 hours or 24 hours and they've been cleaned. So he says, according to the Psak of the Machaber in Hilchas Pesach. So what sort of Liban do you need? The Machaber says it has to be to the point that you can see the sparks. Um, so in Cain, b'milonim she'osim sudas gedolos. Eich muter v'hachshra tanur ma'blum yisra de Liban kal. Why? Because the Machaber says it's got to be really hot. So just turning on the oven until it gets, you know, red, but, you know, it's not really uh, libun, wouldn't be good enough. So if you don't have a blowtorch, how are you going to be kosher the ovens uh, in these, when they go to this again, this is what happens. The catering halls would take over a, they take over a huge um, hall, a huge hotel, well, they don't have a blowtorch. How are they going to kosher in order to use the ovens to cook their food? Or now, he felt Rabbi Schwartz did. Yesh smuchin lahater. Um, because the Rambam writes that when you get goyishikelim, uh, that you that they were used for treif, and you want to now kosher them. You need to get them so hot, so white hot, that some of the metal seems to be coming off of it. That's the Rambam. Now, one of the one of the Mefarshim on the Rambam, the Los many writes, in the name of one of the Rishonim, She'im Malbino Achim Yosimul of Kash, Yenitzotus Nitozim Mimenu Saga Bahochi. It doesn't have to be that the metal <coughs> is so hot. As long as that if you would put um, straw to this heat, you would see a spark. That would be good enough. It doesn't have to be as strongly as the Rambam. So therefore, you see from Rabbi Victor Katz, quoted by the Gosmaimini, that that type of heat is good enough, even though we're talking about really trafe. In other words, there might be a difference between chametz and non-chametz. Now, you might want to say chametz is different because when you kasher before Pesach, you're trying to get the chametz out. So what's really coming out of it? Heter. It's, it's before Pesach even when you're doing it. And even if you're doing it on Pesach, 
And even though now, if it would come out, oh, you don't want the chametz coming out. But when originally the oven was used during the year, what was it that it was absorbing? Something that was 100% mutter, chametz. Now it happens to be oser. But at the time the bad substance got into the oven, the substance was mutter. And therefore, it could be, where that's why you can be more mako on chametz than you can for a treif hotel. And we see the Mordechai himself, one of the great Ashkenazi poskim, writes, there's a difference between heterabola. Heterabola, you can, you can get by with less heat of heating the oven to something where it was mamish treif meat that was in there. There, we would agree with the Rambam that you need really super hot libun. And in fact, the Ramah, the great Ashkenazi posik, brings that Mordechai. So on that, Rabbi Schwartz writes that he found a source in the Hagos Maimani even for Tarfus. So this is Rabbi Schwartz's Rishon. Again, Rabbi Vigdor Katz, because the Rambam is talking about buying things from a guy, not chametz. So here is one Rishon that holds Lamaisa, an Ashkenazi Rishon that holds, that when it comes to real tarfus, you don't need Libun Gomer. Now, Rov Poskim Lil Paskalachi. So, Ein Lismachoshitazu. However, what would be the right then to kosher in these hotels? So he says the reason is the patanurim gedolim ein chash mamish shall balua bechlau. Why? Because what's going on with these big ovens? Part of the whole idea is it's not the the tarfus of 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 the of the of the pig that was in there. What we're talking about is the reach that remains in the oven, the reach milsa. Because we say that because it's that big, the, the reach is, is scooted out of the oven. He says that's one reason. So the ovens are not, because they're as large as they are, we're not so worried about the balua because we're not sure if it's, you know, if, if, if the steam in, in such a big oven creates such a problem when you put the kosher stuff in. Also, if you take a look in the Ramah, he says, I'm saying Rabbi Schwartz writes, V'yadu'a ba'ofen chimam sholmeicholim betanuri ha'melonim nasu b'kelim k'sherim Basically, they make sure when they put the kosher food in that it does not touch the grate of the oven at all. So it's not like sitting on the oven floor and it's not sitting on the grates of the oven. It's in a kosher container that they that the caterer brings from his from, from his from where he comes from. <laughs> now there's also not a chash, as we said before, from the zaya, which is like in the oven, because 
if they don't put on the highest level of the oven where it's even close to where we say the the condensation collects on the top of the oven. Also, he says, there's another kula, which is the fact that it's not a benyomo, right? Um, and it, even if you want to say, oh, the trephus is coming in, but it's not midaraisa treif, because it's been 24 hours. So any tom that might be in the oven is definitely a tom with gam. And here in this situation, as Rabbi Schwartz says, there's hardly anything else you can do. Because he says, The guy is not going to let us do anything different. You're not going to be able to bring in your own ovens. So it's not a benyomo. You can't, and, 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 and probably, I would say something else. Probably in most of these hotels, they won't let you bring in a blowtorch. I know this because I was, uh, I was the Rabbi Machsher for Barry and for other exquisite, uh, exquisite caterers uh, down in Marlboro. Uh, I was the Mashkiach for them as well. And in the places that we had to kosher, they would not let us bring a blowtorch in because many times we had to go to, uh, uh, you know, places where, you know, the, believe me, they were, were lucky that they, we would cash, they were able to let a, let a cash for it as all. So um, here is Rabbi Schwartz showing you his koach de hetera. And I think it's, um, again, I, I think you see here why he was so respected. Um not just because he says mutter, because he was able to back it up, and he was able to uh, back it up uh, with 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 the respect that you have to have for people who might be machber, but he understood really the reality in front of him. So here you have uh, these kulas that Rabbi Schwartz gave, which I think are still in use. And and, and again, obviously, it's best if you have everything, but um, I think these are these these are very important to showing about what he was about. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.